0: is faith revisited
1: welcome to the podcast
0: on faith revisited we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church we'll talk about united methodist matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future
1: Everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Faith Revisited Podcast with Ben and Molly. We are very excited this week to chat about the do's and don'ts of Advent season. We are currently in Advent. We've just finished two weeks.
0: Yep, week two, uh, the second Sunday of Advent. We're coming into week three. It's coming quick, too. Like, uh, You know, you look up and you're like, holy moly, we're halfway through Advent already.
1: Yeah. So this is a great time to talk about um what you should, should not um, expectations of the season because we're midway through it. So now's the time to kind of realize what you're doing for the rest of the time and if it's going to work or not.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important that we kind of have this conversation because for a lot of us, we didn't, we we didn't have a typical holiday season last year. And so it's like, we're relearning um, the rhythms of it and, and, you know, maybe thinking, well, gosh, this would have been helpful two weeks ago you know, with the beginning, I'm like, well, okay, well, maybe now's a good time to check in, you know, there to we go. Check to, in. To kind of adjust accordingly, um, this season, but yeah, just a couple of things that I think both personally and probably as, as, as churches, um, you know, kind of going through the rest of this month and this, this holiday season and into a new year.
1: Yeah. So what's
0: first on your list? First one on my list is adjust expectations. I, the, 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 Rule that I, or not rule, the word uh, that I sort of made into a rule um, at the church is scaling. Mm-hmm. Everything we're talking about in the various ministry departments, we talk about how do we scale this for a sort of COVID, coming out of COVID, not quite back to. Full, you know 100 pre-covid um how do we scale this because one of the things that can happen as a church is that you know you're ready to roll out you know all your big holiday stuff and then you're like man only half the people are coming that came two years ago and what do we do with that and so we've we've really talked internally a lot about scaling so like we're gonna have um our our kids ministry, we normally do, well, we just changed this yesterday. We normally do like a little, um, uh, pageant, you know, the kids and the nativity clothes and all of that. And we, we kind of decided. well, we don't know if we have enough kids to do it. Not all of our families are back. And, um, you know, what do we do there? So we sort of pulled back on that to say, well, let's do a birthday party for Jesus and really have, you know, promote it as a big event, but kind of scale back. We did the same thing with our fall festival, you know, instead of doing a big outdoor thing, like we would normally do, we kind of just put it in three classrooms and scaled it down some because we knew we weren't going to have the crowd that that we typically would, but we wanted Mm -hmm. it to feel full and feel fun for everybody. Now, as it turns out, we are going to do a a smaller version of the nativity kids with costumes, but it's going to be a smaller deal Mm -hmm. than we have done in years past. So scaling is just helpful. You know, our uh, lessons and carols is back uh, Mm -hmm. for music. Program in person this coming Sunday on December twelfth, um, but even and I didn't even talk to him out, But but Jared, our director of music, did a great job. It's not going to be quite as many people singing as we as we saw two years ago. He's kind of scaled that back some. They they uh, literally got into um, doing lessons and carols when we relaunched the music ministry, which had been out for over a year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he scaled he scaled it accordingly so that it will be very good, very wonderful, not quite as big but if you had gone big it, it might have flopped because you don't have as many singers back and all of that so mm-hmm. adjusting expectations is really important how, how do you on a, bring it to a personal level molly how do you how do how do you adjust expectations this season personally
1: well i think we all have the op- the chance that we're getting overstimulated with too many activities happening because christmas parties are coming back and there's other events and things. And I think what people really need to be cognizant of and what I'm trying to be cognizant of is not saying yes to everything just because they're having events um or things are going out. You know, I was I'm trying to plan my family's coming into town and I've been like, oh, we should do this and this and this. And you know what, we don't really need to like we just will enjoy each other's company at home and make more meals at home rather than overbooking ourselves with dinner reservations every night and activities and things to do. And that's adjusting my expectations because it's not what a typical holiday season would be like, but we're coming down from having nothing last year. So if you overbook yourself, you're going to get so exhausted and worn out.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important. One of the I, I've said this a few times uh, in my sermons. One of the indirect gifts of last year and, and all the pandemic stuff is it really kind of helped us sort through what's most important mm-hmm. and what we really don't have to do every holiday yeah. season. And I'm feeling the same thing. you know that, that we're all will to overfunction. We're able to do things more. we feel safe, we have vaccines, all this kind of stuff and and we're exhausted already. And that brings me into number two.
1: Yeah, that is a good segue. number two.
0: Number two, don't overfunction. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. Don't over function. Personally, you don't have to say yes to everything, just like mm-hmm. you just said, Molly. And, and, and you think about what's most important at Christmas. And we really whittled it down to the absolute most important last year. Right. Yeah. It's being with close family. It's being together in that regard. Um, and it's worship. It, mm-hmm. It's really centering your life uh, on, on the story of the nativity. And we were able, even if you didn't do it in person, you were able to do that um, online last year. And so it's really easy to overfunction, function um, and we have to be careful about that. And I think churches too, um, we're, we're able to roll out all the programs in the world. You don't have to, because guess what? You got a church full of, of overly uh, over-functioning people. The last thing you need to do is become a burden, you know, by, by adding more things to their calendar. So do the yeah. most important things and, and try not to over-function.
1: Well, and I'd say do them well. Pick yes. the ones that you're going to do. Really focus in on them and get members there because they are, they're already over-functioned and over-booked and scheduled in their personal lives, I'm sure. So don't make church the extra, um, you know, don't make it where they are going to, feel bad or dragged to get there or don't want to come make it so that, oh, this is, you know, there's only one or two events happening. We really want to make that effort to get to Trinity and to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. And I think we're, this is an extension or maybe sort of a, a ramping up of, of, of an unhealthy rhythm that many of us have been feeling for weeks, for a couple of few months, you know, since since vaccines really got widely mm-hmm. distributed and everyone kind of said, okay, it began in the summer, like we we're going to vacation because we didn't get to do it and it rolled into the fall and now it's the same over functioning, it's just Christmas yeah. themed. Yeah. So yeah,
1: really. With sleigh clear, bells on. Yeah.
0: That's right. That's right. Pump the brakes on it, do mm-hmm. a few very meaningful things really well. And as families too, you know, we, we, we have actually said as a family, we don't have to go see the lights. We don't have to go mm-hmm. to every little community event. I mean, we could, and it probably would be fun, but it also feels like it'd be a whole lot of work. Exhausting. Um, yeah, I mean, because kids are still in school. I mean, we may look at a couple of things when they're out of school mm-hmm. and getting stir crazy, but you just, you can keep it simple and really mm-hmm. enjoy the season. You know, it, it, for me, the biggest blessing, a uh, seasonal blessing of the day is when I turn out the lights around the house in the evening and you just get to enjoy the Christmas tree for a few minutes. Yeah,
1: and It's like, you know, This is good. This is well, and this is good practice for going into 2022, which um, we will have an episode chatting about planning for 2022. But why not not overfunction the last little bit you have left of 2021? Why don't you just help everyone relax and enjoy meaningful experiences and carry that into 2022? That's all I want next year is just smaller, you know, just less but meaningful. Um, interactions and opportunities.
0: Well, and not everyone is as lucky as you are because you've got a very real thing that's going to slow your life. Yeah, I'm
1: really, I'm really pumped. pumped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get to officially say no to everything here. That's right. That's very right.
0: soon, you have the best excuse to say no to whatever you want because it really yeah. go well, and everyone understands. So, yeah, yeah, no, not overfunction is really important. Number three, and this is really, I think, for for churches to hear think hybrid on as many things as possible. For example, we're doing our lessons in carols this Sunday evening, but one of the big things that we're going to be talking through is how to block it in such a way that it looks good on camera, because mm-hmm. we want people to tune in online. We want it to almost feel like a made for TV event, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you can, you can go to, um, you know, one of these Christmas specials at, at uh, Radio City Music Hall—you could go to that in person, but they've really created it to look great on TV for folks sitting at home. And so, think hybrid on as many things as possible because you don't want to lose that that muscle of reaching people online. Mm-hmm. And holiday stuff is there's really good um, uh, content for people to engage with and have a meaningful time. You know, I'm gonna tell people like you can come down to the church, you can you know free parking, all of that, but you may not be in town or you may say, you know, I don't want to drive across town in the dark. Well, that is fine. Get you Mm -hmm. some hot chocolate, glass of wine. If you want sit down on the couch at 6 PM, you will see a live service of lessons and carols. So that hybrid angle is super important for churches. And I, I worry that too many churches are slowly losing that muscle of reaching people online. So this is a good way to kind of strengthen that muscle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Oh, and Um, then also for hybrid, one thing that we're doing at Trinity that you luckily thought of and was moving the pulpit comes off the stage for our lessons and carols. Mm -hmm. Um, We're moving it to the opposite side. It normally would, because that's the better camera angle. So think about things like that. And that goes with think as hybrid as much as possible, how to make the viewer experience a little bit better and a little bit easier.
0: So, yeah, the other big addition that I'm excited about is Savannah music festival had um, these live stream webinar things that they were doing in our sanctuary and and they look great on camera. And I'm like, man, that looks better than, than, than our stuff normally looks. And I look up in the balcony, there's professional lighting up there. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. So our AV, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Who've been working with us for the last year and a half. They're like, sure, you can rent some lights from us. So they're going to come install the lights this week Mm -hmm. because we want the camera to look that much better, especially for an evening service. Think about these things with cameras. Um, the lighting in your room, if you do evening things, is going to be very different potentially than it's during the morning. That's right. the Sunday morning. So we're bringing in lights and really making the hybrid experience really good. I think the fourth and maybe the final one for me that, that I think is important for folks to keep in mind this season, and it kind of goes the opposite way. We just talked about not losing the online deal. Make your in-person stuff really meaningful.
1: Yeah. We want people to gather in person. That is the goal. We are doing this virtual world still, and we're going to keep it hybrid, but it's so much more meaningful and special when people are in person. So what ways can we make that better for them or make them want to come out and be in person? What are some of the things you're planning? I I listened to
0: a podcast a few weeks ago from these guys who are real big digital church guys, and they basically did a whole podcast on why we need to reinvest in in in-person things. Yeah. And it's not that you, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can keep the hybrid thing, the online thing going, but really to, sh- to shift a focus more into in-person things. They, they said that one of the smartest investments churches can make in the coming year is to invest in your spaces where people can linger. Your lingering spaces. So mm-hmm. for us, it would be fellowship hall, the parlor, parlor. Meeting, thinking about ways that people can just be, be together in the same room because that is a, big adjustment people have still not come back from, which is we don't really know how to hang out together anymore. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, like, like we don't know how to, we've just been forced to be alone and it's easy and we have all these digital things to entertain us that we don't know how to be together. And that is an important thing missing from our lives. So this holiday season and really into 2022, I want to really emphasize the importance of how in-person things uh, are meaningful. Yeah. I mean, my my ultimate vision. We sort of I, I break it down every week, percentage wise in my brain. Like what percent of the attendance was online? What percent was in person? And you know, early on, you know, we came came back um, back in March. We mm-hmm. we came back after a after the big wave in the wave. Yeah. It was like 80% were online, 20% were in-person. Then we watched it over the summer and whatnot um, sort of grow to a 50-50, and it's sort of been holding at 50-50. And then somehow, I don't know, when was it, Molly, like October? Maybe we saw a shift with, where in-person went up, um, pretty, yeah. pretty sizable. So then it got to be 60-40. And as of this past Sunday, it yeah. was closer to 80-20. And that's sort of my ultimate goal is
1: to yeah. be-
0: realistically, 80, because of the limitations of, of in-person, uh, excuse me, the limitations of online worship, I think realistically we can expect a goal of 80% of your attendance be in person and about 20%, 10 to 20, yeah. be online. And that's a very meaningful group. I mean, we don't mm-hmm. want to forget about them, but I just think when it all shakes out, that's sort of how it's going to be. So so we, we you got to emphasize the in-person stuff. And I've been talking more and more about in-person things.
1: And the hybrid and having virtual opportunities is great for when people travel because mm-hmm. there that was never an opportunity before. If you were traveling with your family or gone or sick at home or just couldn't get out the house, there was never a way for you to plug in before. And you still want that, but you don't want to use that as a clutch as that's what everyone's going to do anymore because we've talked about a lot of what makes Worship and discipleship, and it is being there, you know, in person and experiencing that with the community together. So don't use virtual as your crutch, really. You
0: don't want people
1: to stay there forever.
0: A good example of this, and we just talked about, you know, you're having a baby in February, is you would miss worship for who knows, say 10, 12, however many, till all the shots, and you feel Mm -hmm. comfortable bringing a a, 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 a newborn into. sanctuary you'd miss that many Sundays Mm -hmm. now you're going to be able to um sit right there on your couch and be a part of worship every week and so you don't miss it and a lot of our folks have taken advantage of that people who otherwise would have missed a Sunday you know I, I had somebody um they went to the the Georgia game uh in Atlanta over the weekend, and they drove home very miserably because Georgia lost, mm-hmm. but they drove home and listened to us the entire way, yeah. you know, and, and so that is, that is a good thing to have.
1: And I've plugged into Trinity while I've been traveling and visiting family, and I think that's, I mean, and you now have this new population of people who don't physically live in Savannah, but right. are, are joining regular. Trinity or who are regulars online, so Readjust your expectations of virtual worship and hybrid worship is that does not have to be your main focus anymore. I really think bringing people back trying to get people back in person, but allowing them to still have that opportunity for instances like that or the geographically inclined.
0: Well, and in many ways, your your live stream has become the front door that your website used to be. And people will check you out. A good example is we have uh, uh, two going to be soon to be new members from Las Vegas who've decided to relocate to Savannah. They found us about, I don't know, 8, 10 weeks ago through searching, watched us online, enjoyed it, contacted me, told me how they were moving here. I set them up with a church member who's a real estate mm-hmm. agent. They came for the first time in person this past Sunday and because they were meeting him to go look at houses. Mm-hmm. So like they found us online, but they will be in person people. Yes. Yeah. So, and so those are neat situations that, that it's it's all the more reason why you have to keep that online uh, front porch, you know, looking good. So people can, can either find you and come see you in person uh, later or like you said, people say, you know, this is really good. I'm just going to stick with them, even if I'm not in the same town.
1: Yeah. So to round up this um, do's and don'ts of Advent season, what is Trinity doing for Christmas Eve service this year?
0: Christmas Eve service, we've adjusted expectations. We typically would invest in two services. We're going to one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make it an evening service. Uh, I'm planning on having a children's sermon to make it a little more kid-friendly to be a part of it. Um, and, and we'll have childcare on hand, um, which is a luxury because in years past we've had college students on staff and they're gone home and we haven't been able to offer But this year. Mm -hmm. We have more diverse staff now, um, for kids and, um, yeah, it'll be a a candlelight communion, silent night,
1: all of that kind of stuff, but just doing the one service and making that one really, really meaningful for people. With everything for the kids and the adults and the candy candle. That's awesome. Good. Well, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the do's and don'ts of this Advent season 2021. Who knows what 2022 will bring, but we hope that these lessons will really carry through personally and with your church. And yeah, we'll see you next time.